Poker, All the Games, is a podcast that introduces listeners to more than 20 variations of poker. Each episode will highlight one game, as well as dive into any controversial news in the poker world. We know why you're here. Because you love poker as much as we do. Now introducing your host, Sean Griegas. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Poker All the Games. This is episode 16. We're coming at you from the northeast coast of the United States, September 2022. I'm your host, Sean, online as Atomic Squeeze, Nuke Hops, Nuclear Hops, or Homebrew, depending on where you play. And geez, I might have another online name that I can't even remember on another site. One of these episodes, maybe I'll get into my thoughts on online screen names. We have a fun and informative show for you today where we'll be focusing on Badesi. We'll find out what I'm drinking for this episode, then we'll get to Badesi, and you'll get to hear about my recent play since the last episode. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy shooting the shit about all things poker and beer. Well, since poker is a social sport, I'm a brewer, and I enjoy beer. As usual, I'll be cracking open a beer for today's episode. Today, I'm going to be tasting a beer that I recently brewed and is a new recipe. So, obviously, I haven't brewed it before this. This is a triple IPA and is based on two beers that were brewed as part of the brewery that I previously co-owned, Tomfoolery Brewing. I discussed that brewery in episode 13, Badoogie, in case you need a refresher or want to hear more about Tom Fullery Brewing. This triple IPA is a mashup based on a Belgian triple and a double IPA that we brewed at Tom Fullery Brewing. I'm pouring this one from a 16-ounce can into a Spiegelow IPA glass, which is perfect for this beer. Except for the size of the pour, that is. The Spiegelow IPA glass is actually um, actually a large glass meant, uh, meant for a lot of headspace uh, foam at, at the top and, and about a 16-ounce pour. Um, but uh, this beer is such high ABV, it's wise to consume it as a smaller pour, something more on the uh, realm of 8 to 10 ounces, uh, not 16. But hey, moderation is for monks. Everything to excess. Let's have a smell. Ah, nice. Much, much hop aroma mixed in with a lot of maltiness, um, which is exactly what I expect from a triple IPA. Heavy malt, heavy hop smell. Um, Man, wonderful balance. Let's have a look. Oh, beautiful medium amber color and perfectly clear. Amazing. Now the best part. Let's have a taste. Ah, yum full of following the aroma just full of hops and malt wow some sweetness from all the malt but keep in mind to get a high alcohol level you need a lot of raw ingredients and in this case uh, a lot of uh, malt barley malt and that malty the maltiness can come across as a sweetness which in the case of a big beer like this actually counters the bitterness from the massive amount of hops to achieve a wonderfully balanced beer 
This uh, triple trouble, triple IPA comes in at 11.4% ABV. And remember, I have a big pour here, so we better get started before I start slurring. Remember that our focus here is non-hold'em poker, specifically for anyone interested in trying their hands at mixed games and or those looking, into branch, looking to branch into other variations of poker. Whether you're a dealer, a poker player, or card room manager, our goal is to bring you the rules, the deal, and easy-to-remember basic strategy tips to get you started in the mixed poker game arena. Today's episode will be covering Badesi. So let's get started. Why Badesi? Well, it's a combination of two games that we've discussed before, Ace to Five Low Ball in episode number nine, and Badoogie in episode number 13. Also, the mechanics of this game are similar to Badoosie, which was discussed in the previous episode number 15. All right, let's get to, let's get to the general play and rules. I feel like I'm already slurring. Uh, let's get to the general play and rules of Badacy. B-A-D-A-C-E-Y, among other spellings you may see, but uh, the pronunciation is the same, Badacy. So Badacy is basically ace to five low ball and Badoogie in triple draw format. So as mentioned, it's a combination of two games, ace to five low ball and Badoogie with fixed limit betting and played in a draw poker format. Therefore, it is a split pot game. And while it's not a high-low split pot game, <laughs> tough to say, um, it's a split pot game between two two games. So uh, the pot is split between the uh, winner in each of the two games. So half of the pot goes to the best five-card ace-to-five low ball hand, where out aces count low, and the other half of the pot going to the best badoogie hand. Like other split pot games, one player can scoop the pot. If one player has both the best ace to five low ball hand and also has the best badoogie hand, that player scoops the entire pot. And remember, in uh, in any of these mixed games uh, that are more than one game, you know, in any split pot mixed game, your goal is to scoop the pot. That's where you really have an edge, and that's where you really make your money if you can scoop an entire pot. In the end, each player will be dealt five cards, all face down, with three chances to discard any number of cards and draw new ones to replace the discarded cards. The ranking of hands is different from the usual high card poker rankings, with half of the pot going to the player with the lowest five card hand for the ace to five low ball portion, and that hand ranking is ace, deuce, three, four, five being the best uh, ace to five low ball hand and the lowest Badoogie hand using Badoogie hand rankings, which is the lowest four cards that are unsuited and unpaired, getting the other half of the pot. Straights and flushes do not count against making a low for ace to five low ball hand. Suited cards do count against the Badoogie hand. So in ace to five low ball for that half of the pot, Ace, deuce, three, four, five is the best hand uh, with doesn't matter suits or uh, the fact that it's a straight um, that doesn't count against you. And in the Badoogie hand, it's the best four card hand that's unsuited and unpaired. All right, so let's get to the specifics of how to deal and play Badesi. 
A small blind and big blind are used for the two positions immediately to the left of the dealer button, respectively. After the blinds are posted, five cards are dealt to each player face down, one at a time, starting with the player to the immediate left of the dealer button, also known as the small blind, and proceeding clockwise around the table. A round of betting occurs where each player, starting with the player to the left of the big blind, known as the the under-the-gun player, takes action as either folding, matching the big blind, or raising to a larger amount. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button who is still in the hand, each player is prompted, one at a time, to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand. Now, you may choose to discard up to all five cards, although that's not recommended, or not to discard any cards, which is known as standing pat. Once all players at the table and still in the hand have acted by discarding the cards they wish to replace, the dealer replaces those cards in turn by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player, all face down to each of the respective players. Once this first draw is complete, another round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button, who is still in the hand, and continuing clockwise around the table. Once a betting action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button, who is still in the hand, each player is then prompted one at a time to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand, or not to discard any cards which is known as standing pat. Once all players at the table and still in the hand have acted by discarding the cards they wish to replace, the dealer replaces those cards in turn by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player, all face down to each of the respective players. Once this second draw is complete, another round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button, who is still in the hand and continuing clockwise around the table. Once a betting action is taken by each player at the table and still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button who is still in the hand, each player is again prompted one at a time to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand or not to discard any cards, again also known as standing pat. Once all players at the table and still in the hand have acted by discarding the cards they wish to replace, the dealer replaces those cards in turn by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player, all face down to each of the respective players. Once this third and final draw is complete, a final round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button who is still in the hand and continuing clockwise around the table. Finally, the showdown, where one or two winners is determined with the best five-card low hand using the ace-to-five low ball ranking system winning half of the pot, and the best badoogie hand using the badoogie hand rankings winning the other half of the pot. If one player has both the best ace-to-five low ball hand and also has the best badoogie hand, that player scoops the entire pot. So those are the specifics of the deal and play of Badesi. Uh, Here's some beginner's tips to get you started in a game of Badesi. So as you've heard me mention, uh, if you listen to this podcast previously, the basic 
part, the biggest piece of uh, doing well in these games is to remember the rules of the game, right? Remember the rankings and uh, remember the object. Remember who's getting uh, what part of the pot and uh, which rules you need to recall in order to uh, make that best hand. So in this game, Badesi, make the lowest five card, ace to five, triple draw hand, and or, and the goal here is and, make the best four card, Badoogie hand, or as we've uh, discussed in Badoogie before, the best three-card um, Badoogie hand in case no one has a four-card Badoogie. Don't forget, in this game, in Badesi, aces play low in both the ace-to-five low ball part of the hand and the Badoogie hand, so aces play low for this entire game, both sides uh, to win uh, both uh, games, to win the entire pot. Straights and flushes do not count against the hand, except in the case of the Badoogie hand, um, your hand has to be uh, unsuited for unsuited cards. Play hands that have a better chance of winning the Badoogie over the ace to five triple draw hand, since Badoogie hands can improve to a winning ace to five low ball hand. So start off by discarding cards that um, already have the Badoogie. So if you if you have a made Badoogie, right, don't get rid of those cards and try to improve to a, a, an ace to five low ball hand because you may never get there. So keep keep when you're discarding, uh, choosing which cards to discard um, it, early on. Focus on the Badoogie hand um, because as as uh, as I just said, Badoogie hands can improve. You've already got one half of the pot and you have uh, three draws if you're just. Uh, starting out we have the three draws to try to improve um and throw one card away and try to improve to the uh ace to five low ball hand all right let's talk about my recent play since episode 15. so if you remember from last episode i mentioned i was in a bit of a home game slump and i started playing fast and loose which dug me into a deeper hole but as I said before, I was playing fast and loose to try to get through the slump faster, which is not necessarily sound or logical thinking, right? It's like your your car is low on gas, so you want to get to the gas station faster, right? So let's drive faster and use more gas. All right. Anyway, I mentioned it wasn't uh, wasn't very sound thinking, but uh, you know, you just sometimes try to change it up to to get through things. Well, anyway. The home game was in a different location this past week, so then there was that piece as well. My slump did continue, and I found myself down uh, over $200, but then, then I started to turn it around. By this time, it was, it was a little later in the evening than we usually play, and between the late hour and all the alcohol flowing, players were eh, starting to get worn down. In the last 30 to 40 minutes of play, I won back nearly the entire amount I had lost um, earlier in the entire night. So knock on wood, I got through my slump. We'll see. Not sure, but at least, at least I broke nearly even, um, rather than just blowing through a pile of cash, uh, early on and then, uh, you know, not wanting to stop and keep playing and keep going. So while I can't say, you know, I, I got out of the slump and tore up the home game, I did manage to end up just about even for the night, which is better than I've been doing. Whew. All right. Of course, there was another matter at hand that ended up disrupting play, which, which didn't help. I already mentioned that the home game was hosted in a different location than usual. With that location change came a newcomer. Of course, you know, it's always nice to welcome a new player, you know, more money, more players, blah, blah, blah. Of course, unfortunately, this 
player ended up disrupting the game. So it was their first time in the game with us, which would make you think they'd be respectable in a new, in someone's home coming in, different players, new game for you. You think you'd respect the person's house and the uh, players and just kind of, you know, see what rules they play by and uh, how the play of the game goes generally. So this person was not very respectable, started causing trouble pretty early on. Um, everyone cooled off after we took a short break, but the game flow was still not smooth. The new player ended up cashing out and leaving sort of uh, at, our, at, uh, at our urging. In the end, this new player just simply disrupted the game. And with any poker game, especially a smallish stakes home game, the atmosphere should be generally chill and jovial and shouldn't nearly devolve into a boxing match. Bottom line, Jerk won't be returning to our home game. All right, so I also did end up uh, heading out to a casino between uh, last episode and this one. Went down to uh, Ben, went over to Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, uh, just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, so I could play uh, OE. Uh, it's a $6, $12 fixed limit OE game, and OE is a rotation of Omaha, eight or better, and seven card stud, eight or better. The game rotates every half hour at each dealer change. So I started doing well right off the bat. Then I made a couple of mistakes. I laid laid some hands down that I shouldn't have, um, and things kind of went downhill from there. After a few hours of play, I was down about $150 uh, and picked up and left. I mentioned previously uh, in other episodes that it seems that the stud games at the Borgata are drying up for one reason or another. I, I, one of my favorite games to play, again, not that I'm good at it, but I enjoy it. I enjoy playing seven-card stud a lot. Um, and uh, the only place really closest by is the Borgata. But anyway, it seems like the game there is drying up, as I mentioned. Someone at this uh, OE table at, at Parks Casino uh, said that the OE game there uh, seems to be drying up. So we need to get more players into non-hold'em poker to keep these games running. There's so much fun to play. So thanks to all of you who listen to this podcast. Spread the word and spread the mixed game cards whenever you can and wherever you can. So my next stop may end up being up in Foxwoods, uh, Foxwoods up in Connecticut uh, to check out the stud action there. There seems to be, that seems to be the place to play seven card stud on the East Coast. Um, from my understanding, there's uh, several tables uh, going there regularly. So stay tuned, see if I get a chance to get up there uh, sometime soon. And, uh, and I'll review that session uh, if that happens. Finally, let's talk about some recent news from the poker world. So there, there, there's been some stuff going on, uh, nothing terribly interesting. Um, there was uh, recently Joey Ingram had a uh, interviewed Bryn Kenny, um, and I did talk about this on a previous podcast. Um, the uh, there's been some poker cheating going around. Um, I'm kind of done with this Bryn Kenny bullshit, but. Uh, you know, what about Ali Msirovich and others um, whose potential infractions, at least from my opinion, seem more punishable um, from sort of a sort of a casino legalish kind of standpoint? It seems that that's been forgotten because Ali hasn't talked publicly about it. And Bryn Kenny has been willing to talk. He's talked on a on a couple of podcasts. Um, and uh, so that's pretty much what's in front of 
our eyes. So there's been more of a focus on the Bryn Kenny stuff. And like I said, I, I don't know. I mean, as crazy as it seems, it just seems that the Ali Msirovich and others who was cheating in fractions, those seem a little larger to me than some of the Bryn Kenny stuff with frog poison and some, some other garbage. So anyway, that was a, an interview that was recently done uh, on uh, Joey Ingram's uh, podcast or YouTube. Um, you can check that out uh, if you want to watch that two-hour um, interview and see, see what you think for yourself. But anyway, to set that aside and get into something a little more fun and jovial and interesting, there's another podcast called Risk of Ruin. That is Risk of Ruin podcast, which discusses the now-defunct Mayfair Club out of New York, uh, where quite a few poker players came out of there and ended up kicking ass in the poker world, including Eric Seidel and Steve Zolotow, who were interviewed for uh, this piece on the Risk of Ruin podcast. And Eric Seidel, who currently sits at number three on poker's all-time money list, and his second-place finish in the 1988 WSOP main event has been immortalized in the movie Rounders, um, which was also partly based on the Mayfair Club, um, which is focused on in this uh, particular podcast. And Steve Zolotow, who owns uh, at least a couple of bars in New York City and recently did quite well in the 2022 WSOP, making two final tables and a pile of caches. Um, and so we have Steve and Eric, who have been interviewed for this uh, this particular episode of Risk of Ruin. And just like on this podcast where I discuss poker and beer between Steve's uh, bar ownership and accomplishments um, in poker and Eric Seidel's all-time accomplishments over several decades, um, they fit quite nicely into this mix. So if you have a chance, give the Risk of Ruin podcast, and it is the Mayfair Revisited episode. Give it a listen to learn about some poker history of the Mayfair Club and the movie Rounders straight from the horse's mouths, so to speak. Finally, if you want to learn more about Badesi or any mixed games, head over to Amazon for my book, Poker, All the Games, a comprehensive introductory guide to mixed games. There you can read the rules and basic strategy for each of the 23 mixed poker games that we discuss on this podcast. So you don't have to keep rewinding the podcast to follow the rules. And the book is more than just the rules and play of 23 mixed games, one of which I almost guarantee none of you have ever played. It's also a good reference for definitions on all terms related to poker so you're comfortable before sitting down at a table. If you want a clear explanation of simple things like small and big blind and antes and then less common terms such as big blind antes, button antes, straddles, button straddles, kill pots, half kill pots, and so on. All that is there in very simple format for you to read and be comfortable before you sit down and start getting all these terms thrown at you um, in a casino setting. There's also a chapter on poker history, a chapter on similarities between Hold'em and mixed games, and another chapter on the differences between No Limit Hold'em and mixed games. Well, that's all for episode 16 of Daisy. Thank you for listening to Poker All the Games. Follow me on Twitter at P-O-K-R, all the games. Subscribe for free at pokerchannel.substack.com. 
And join us again in two weeks for episode number 17, where we are going to keep things ratcheted up and discuss Razdoogie, another combination game of two games mashed together and played as one. Thanks to Ricky Snyder for music and sound. Be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast, Poker, All the Games, so you never miss an episode. Until then, may your hands be huge, your cards fill both high and low, and scoop as many pots as you can. Thank you.